0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place
1: to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. There's no doubt in my mind. This is how much I love this woman. You know, uh, we can air this. We can air this, Doug. So Wait, hold on. Let's I need get, some po- points. Yeah, I need some yeah. points. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll start. Go. We'll start the music behind you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can tell you right now. Uh, a hundred percent. You know, I want this woman in my life for the rest of my life. I'm just not a guy who really cares about marriage. I don't. I. I oh, you tell you. Yeah. I. am just. To me, it's a piece of paper, and it's a lot of stress, and it's a lot of money. That's the way I look at it. Um. You know. To me, it's. It's not like that. So. But I get it. You know. I understand. Uh, that. That's how I think. So I shouldn't be a dick and be that way on but for her, um, you know, it, she's kind of the same way too. For her, it's more about the kid. You know, hey, I'm 35 years old and I'm going to want a child before I'm fucking 40. Mm-hmm. You know, so I respect that and I get that. And even though uh, because everything we're doing business-wise and building, I'm not in a position where I want to go run out and you know, get married because I'll be financing a lot of that, and that's and I like nice shit, and I'm bougie, and so I'll, I'll want a nice wedding. Wait, what word? <laughs> bougie. And <they> were- <laughs> <laughs> bougie.
2: So Getting bougie with it, I,
1: you know. I uh, so because that, but I, not to say the kid is cheap because the kid's not cheap either. But I mean, that's something that's a little more manageable, and uh, mm-hmm. to me, the the you're like mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know if it's more manageable than a wedding. Yeah. Uh, no, financially, I'm saying.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> sure it is. Neg- sure it is.
0: No. I yeah. love. I love people who don't have kids. Tell me when they tell me. Like, no, 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 no. This <laughs> no, is how it well, is. Okay. Listen, I've uh, done. I've run the okay, numbers. Okay, let's let's
1: break this down then. Okay, uh, you got to buy diapers, right? A little we- no, 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 no. Let's break this down. <laughs> a wedding on one day can hit me a hundred grand easily. Easily a hundred grand. Okay, on one day. The baby is not going to cost me a hundred grand. One now, over its lifetime, it's going to cost me way more than that. But guess what? I can't finance my wedding. My wedding is going to have to get paid up. I can, so I'm fine. I can finance the child. Why would you do? Why would you do a big ass wedding? All you know what we do,
0: bro? No, let me tell you what we do. We would have everybody
1: that's close. You're talking the wrong. We'd come to the mind pump studio
0: in here we do it right in front of the Mind Pump Doug logo. we
1: will get his license to that marry way we, you guys. That way we could write it off. It'll be a Mind Pump wedding. Yeah. I just got done telling you, man, I don't really care about the whole wedding thing. It's okay. not me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not the person to even debate well, you on this. Well,
2: mm-hmm. let us care. You
1: know, for me, it's just, like I said, it's a piece I of I want to be a, a bridesmaid. I, exactly. Like, but I, I res- Okay, well, let me ask you this. See, this is
0: this is a serious question now. Okay, no more joking Anytime around. you
1: say it's a serious question, it's never a serious it's, question. Listen, no more joking around. <laughs> you, you, ever fine, fine, you ever noticed fine, that? Fine, you're not
0: going to get married, but you know you want to <laughs> be with this woman probably for the rest of your life, yeah. okay? Uh, can we still throw you a bachelor party? Well, no, of
2: course.
1: Oh, oh right. Well, I don't give a fuck if you get married then. Yeah, that was true. the whole problem. Yeah, you you went,
2: know what, Sal? You hit the nail. Didn't I? I'm like,
0: then, I, was, I was like, you have to get married. We're going to have a
1: bachelor party. There something missing. In fact, I also want to throw a men-only baby shower, too. So we'll do a, a men's only okay, baby shower weird. which will be uh, it'll be another no, it'll be another excuse well, for, so it'll be like a second bachelor but party. But see, a baby yeah.
0: showers women like they, oh, <laughs> they they rub the belly Then we're going to rub your balls and shit. Yeah, hey that, guys, come over. I just made a baby. A,
1: that's a that's Pin the cigar a, in that's a in baby my shower b-hole. with women in it. This is an all men's baby shower. Yeah, so shower. I'm saying like what do we what we're do? celebrating the life of this baby that's coming by going to Vegas or doing something very oh. cool in its name. Wow, I like your ideas. In see, its name. Yeah. <laughs> and its name. <laughs> like,
0: that's, that's how I this thought This is it. for my future baby. Right? Ten lap dances.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love you some, uh, Danny.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, do you know what a, a, a stripper's favorite word is?
1: What's that? Uh, I have money. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: okay. I don't have change for that. Oh. It always works for me.
0: It sounds... Yep, what? Quah! Qua- Qua. 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 Qua, qua. qua is the Woo. stripper's favorite? I don't know. I just trying to figure out a way to inject Qua in there in a weird, funny way. That is a dude. weird way to and do I it. And yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I failed. Yeah. Epically. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I knew where he was Sal going. Sal apologizes. No. Of course, Dad did. <laughs> I knew what of course, he was doing. Of course, of course your dad knew. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. <laughs> Can
0: you tell a story about how awesome I'm I am again? For you, son. <laughs> Bro, I was listening to the last episode where Doug was <laughs> talking about when he came in to train with me and everything. I was like, oh, man. He says a lot of good stuff. This is great. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. That's Doug, what, can you tell the story he's again? So charismatic can you, can you tell the story again how awesome I am? You're so handsome and am awesome. Let me get yeah. let me let me light
1: the fire real quick We'll all sit <laughs> yeah. around it and listen. Yeah, Doug, real quick, could you tell me about <laughs> myself? Articulate and <real>
2: ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw right. some violins behind it next yeah. time. Yeah.
1: All right, first qua. Go. Yes. Fit
2: Sammy J eighty seven. Your opinions on carb loading versus fat loading. Mm. <laughs> load on that fat
1: yeah. girl that, well, sounds, that it, sounds a little like sexual. i guess that i guess the, the question i would have to the question is uh what it, what is your goal and what are you trying to accomplish um are we trying to get performance out of this are we trying to build muscle from this are we looking from just an overall health perspective uh, because mm. i think i think all those would have to be kind of taken into consideration on how you'd answer that don't yeah, you think
0: I, okay so here's it here's the deal carb loading uh yeah, is
2: he talking about performance?
1: Or yeah, it's performance.
0: About so if you deplete your carbs, studies will show if you deplete carbohydrate intake and then reintroduce them, your, your muscles and your body and your liver, for example, will super compensate storage of carbohydrates. So you'll end up storing more than you could before, and that can give you a competitive edge. Um, fat loading, I don't really know you could do that aside from the fact that you're going to get, I don't think there's that, that effect doesn't happen. Um, aside from the fact that you're having extra calories and that could increase performance. Here's the deal, though. This is what's interesting for, uh, for me. Um, a lean athlete, you know, 8%, 9% body fat athlete, probably has between 30,000 to 40,000 calories of stored fat on their body's energy. That's a lot of, of, of energy stored on a lean athlete. Carbs, you're going to have maybe four to 6,000 calories, max of carbs. Max. Max. So it's actually, I mean, fat is your that's the that's going to be your main source of energy if you're doing anything that where you need to worry about hardcore endurance, which is why studies are now finding that uh, ketogenic athletes in long dur- like extreme endurance sports do pretty well.
1: Well, there's mm. there's actually a formula. for that. Do you remember what it what what is that like out of the out of like the total carbohydrates that I consume in the day? How much of it is actually going to is possibly to store? There's a percentage. I have no idea. I do. It's uh mm. it's something. It's God, I hate to throw 25.76. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no that no. sounds right. <laughs> so, uh no, I think it's more like 40%. It's uh I think it's somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But I know there's a formula for it.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. So I would say if you're carb loading for an event uh, or a bodybuilding competition where you're trying to appear to look a certain way or, or increase performance, mess with it first and do it first. Cause I know people, I know athletes who would who mess with carb loading and just gave them gastrointestinal distress. You know, before their event, and you, I don't care who you are, if you have the shits, so you're not going to perform yeah. well. Well, um, I mean,
1: unless you're sprinting and you have that, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, super boost power. power. You know, <laughs> it, I, I, you know, what's neat? It's been a long time since I've been able to talk about any sort of competing or bodybuilding stuff. Oh right? yeah, the macro break. I just heard you. Yeah. I, I just Adam heard you, I just heard you say <laughs> that. I thought, you know what? Here's the one. Situ- Next question. This- <laughs> I'm so bored. Fuck you guys. Uh, no. You know it's so funny. I almost let this one slide by and not even talk about it. Oh, when it, bro! When, so this is you. Go. Car the the carb loading. If it was for a show, this becomes uh very very important, and it's definitely something that uh the way you look from carb loading versus fat loading when you're looking looking for a look on stage is is totally totally different. Um, and the reason for that is because what sixty percent of our, our muscle bellies are made up of carbohydrates, sugar, glucose. That's what water the, and water, glycogen, all that yeah. Shit. Those are the two main things. Water, water, and sugar is what's inside your muscle bellies, which is what's converted from carbs. So. And there is definitely, um, you know, in the bodybuilding world, we call it like the the overspillage when you have more than you need because you only, like Sal was saying, can store so much. So there is a limit to what you want to do because if you continue to overload on the carbs, then it does it end up getting stored as fat. You feel bloated and you overdid it. But there is something to be said about an athlete who has been depleted and coming, you know, two, two, three days in before their show and they're flat. And what we mean by flat is they're completely depleted from carbohydrates, which gives them this flat look to their muscle bellies because it's not filled up with carbohydrates. And then you load the body up. And it. I mean, I know when before stage, it's crazy. When it, when I'm like 2%, you can – I feel this happen. And to me, it's the most coolest thing ever is to go from somebody who is, you know – and for me, low very low carb is 100 to 150 grams. So I'll run like three, four days – of that when I'm getting ready for a show and then I'll slam six to 700 grams of carbohydrates. And I as I'm consuming them, I literally can like feel my body, my skin tightening up. I can feel my skin tightening. Oh, you can see it. My, my muscle belly's filling up and oh, it's so, so check this out. So I've got a new, uh,
0: kind of a different understanding of what's happening to your body now, because now Recent studies have come out where they've taken uh, athletes who are um, who eat ketogenic diets or very very low carbohydrate diets, uh, high fat diets, who are endurance athletes, and um, they tested them for performance and all that stuff. But then they did something different. This blew my fucking mind. They tested their muscles for glycogen levels, and you know what they found? <coughs> what? Same amount of glycogen as the other athletes. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't depleted of glycogen That's in their crazy. muscles. Right. So their bodies became so efficient and just and had glycogen. They stopped muscles. tapping into that.
1: Well, because that's how it works. Your body's going to use the, the glycogen as your and your your fuel first, and then it's going to go over and it's right. that's stored in the muscle. Right. That's the last resort. So it so doesn't they, want to go there,
0: right? So they found glycogen stores in the muscles were the same. I think it's the liver that it gets depleted the most. But here's the deal: carbohydrates are are water. Uh, they're like they're like sponges. It's like water magnet. And so when you cut carbs, it's a natural diuretic effect. Mm. And I think a lot of the flatness that you may feel when you go low carb is probably water. And think about it this way. When you're eating all those carbs to carb load and you can feel your muscles filling up, your body takes longer to turn carbohydrates into glycogen than that. I think it's water. Mm. I think what you're doing is you're eating the carbohydrates and your muscles are filling up with water. And I think that may be it. I don't know. But I I find it fascinating that they tested these freaking athletes and found glycogen levels similar to the other athletes. That's crazy, because I, yeah. I would have guessed the opposite. Guess so, yeah. Well, w-
1: water, water, obviously, uh, water does pair with carbs. There is actually a formula for that, too, for every uh, X amount of grams of carbohydrates, to uh, it will hold on to X amount of ounces of water. So mm. there is a mathematical formula for to, to actually see how much your body is retaining because of the carbohydrate intake and the water together. But I beg to differ because um, I've also done a, a show where I, I'm completely dry, no water. No water, and I'm loading the body with carbohydrates, and that, that same effect of filling the muscle bellies out. I mean, you can. Well, I don't. You can, I don't, you can, you I don't know if it. you'd you have feel it. to. But here's
0: the thing. I don't know if you'd have to necessarily drink more water. I think it might be pulling from other areas of the body. I don't. I mean, it's a very complex. Uh, it's very, very complex, and we still don't understand how carb loading really works. It's a lot of it's theory. I'm just throwing it out there because of the studies I said. I don't know what yeah. the what the answer is but it would it wouldn't not make sense if that was the case yeah. and it wouldn't make it less effective well, it's still be, effective and you know? let's
1: be honest i mean uh, all, my, all my science is is put together from theory and my own personal application right. so i could case by case per person too we don't know we don't even know that we don't even know you know, different people's bodies may respond differently to those. Things, yeah. Which, so
0: it's interesting to me
1: because, and, and I, and I've noticed that I've noticed, uh, different clients. I have to give more of water or more of this or less of that when they go into, I also notice a difference when I, when I, uh, am loading with carbohydrates and I try and go really low fat and versus times where I add like an avocado and stuff. I've done all the shows I've done, I've always manipulated and played with my diet and you know, it always turns something turns out different or feels different always each time. And the the unfortunate part is I, I wish I knew the exact science to to what I'm doing. I just I have theories myself and it's me kind of, you know, playing with these different food makeups and, and loading and not loading and trying different, you know, uh, macronutrients and amounts and uh, with or without water and doing all that stuff. Yeah, and It's interesting. Yeah, stuff. no, it's it's part of what I the behind the scene me that, you know, Katrina always laughs at when she talks about because, uh, you know, that's the part of competing that I got really into was the nerdy side of it. And I don't know, Justin, I don't know if you remember when I was texting you when I first started. Doing oh my, yeah. I yeah. was like when texting you were,
2: him. Yeah. You're noticing like how much water intake, like it was, you're at the point where every little bit like affected your physique yeah. in a specific way. And it was tripping you out. I'd be
1: texting him like every day, like, Oh yeah. dude, I just, you know, I just applied this theory and this is what I noticed. And Oh my God, this yeah. is crazy. I'm all into this. Like, I mean, I got into that part of it a lot. So awesome. You know. I like it when you're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sugar Sweet and Fit is asking about trap or hex bar deadlifts
0: yes she's a that's, that's our, our girl Rochelle she's that's Rochelle our that's our buddy. girl she's buddy she's one of our uh, uh, original OG. supporters OG. yeah we love you OG uh, so the trap bar deadlift that's the that's the deadlift inside it's called a hex bar or trap bar it looks like a it's like a big metal square almost and you stand inside of it and the weights mm-hmm. are on the ends of it and so when you so it gives you like a
2: neutral grip yeah in the yeah
0: um it, There's a little bit of carry, there's some carryover from a trap bar to a straight bar, but typically I found most people can deadlift right around anywhere between 30 to 60 pounds more with a trap bar than they can with a straight Mm -hmm. bar. I I was able to pull 600 pounds on a trap bar way before I could ever pull 600 on a straight bar. Um, That's interesting. It's less, it's more, there's more quad, it's less hip, there's less uh, posterior chain, right? Because Uh, it's on uh, the sides, the the weights are on the sides of your body. Yeah. So it's going to give you more of that. Um, if you have uh, like lower back injuries and stuff, or if you feel like you're overtraining your lower back, it's a great way to deadlift somewhat without um, injuring those areas. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to teach. You ever yeah. you ever teach a trap bar deadlift?
1: Yeah, it's very simple. It's yeah. So much
0: easier than a regular yeah. deadlift
1: because you're you the, the safer. Well, the distance to where the bar is placed is it, it, it's literally it actually it's one of the few movements that feels na- it feels natural. It's probably the probably the easiest compound movement when you think about it as far as. Form Because if you stand in the center of it, you literally bend your knees and, and come down and like it almost puts you in that, you know, as long as you can maintain a neutral spine with your back, right. it's, it kind of sits you right down. And that's why I liked it. And I actually um used to use this way before I ever got into deadlifting. That's what, I mean, I've talked about this on the show. The last three years is the most I've ever uh, deadlifted, like conventional deadlifting ever. Because like, that was kind of my, th- if I did ever, it would be on the hex bar before. Really? Yeah. And, it, you know, it, uh, for me, I used to say it was because my low back bothered me. You know, I, I would say that, that uh, you know, my low <coughs> back always bothers me in this net, but that was all postural deviation issues that I wasn't addressing. And also uh, my form wasn't as good as it is now, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the thing too, is like, uh, you know, God, lifting, deadlifting, and and squatting to me are is, uh, is an art. You know, I, I really feel like it's, uh, at least for me, like I I, w- I, know some people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're natural. They had that they're built. Their bodies were built to do those two things. Like literally like they just feel so yeah, natural. Those
2: two exercises, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. Like those, those two have the most uh, little nuanced things that, you know, you can apply and then everybody's you know, levers and everything get like super exposed, you know, yeah. the diversity of it when you watch people do those two lifts
1: yes. more than any
2: others. I would say exactly. Yeah. I
1: mean, look at how many people, I mean, I don't know how often I rarely ever actually look at two people's deadlifts and they look exactly the same. Yeah. No. I mean, when you, everything from their, their foot stance to sumo, to open, to neutral toe to, you know, rounded. Well, that's why it becomes like golf to
2: me because like everybody has a theory everybody's an expert in every complete facet of deadlifting and squatting right everybody has a theory and it's it's because you know and obviously there's ones that that stand out above the rest uh mechanically you know that are great for the joints and uh you know our natural you know body movement however it just becomes one of those things to me where I, like a lot of it becomes noise to me yeah. Uh, you know, until you really assess the individual level of like, you know, what's the most efficient for your particular makeup. Um, but yeah, everybody has an idea, everybody has a solution, uh, and then they pass that information along to the next person. But you know, for me, it it really is a, a person to person thing. I would
0: say I would say you know, just getting back to the trap bar, I would say it's more of a leg exercise than a deadlift. Yeah, yeah, it's much more of a leg exercise. Than, oh, I definitely feel it because I'd like say. Wads. Yeah, you're gonna get much more quads. It's much more it's like you took a squat and a deadlift almost and kinda of
1: put it, them together. It kinda reminds me of front squatting. Except obviously you don't have it load you know, you're not loaded it's up. Similar, to, right? But- you're
0: you're probably gonna get more mid thoracic air, you know, back and traps and
1: I sometimes will
0: do trap bar deadlifts, but I'll sometimes also do sumo deadlifts. And so I like to throw those varieties
1: in there sometimes. Oh, you sumo too, huh?
0: I will sumo. I rarely, rarely go above maybe three hundred and fifty to four hundred pounds of sumo. And so yeah. sometimes what I'll do is I'll do a light, I always conventional deadlift every every time I deadlift, but what I'll do is I'll work up to, let's say, I'll do one single with maybe 500, then I'll take, just one, so it's nothing too crazy, then I'll take the weight off, go down to 315, and then I'll do like five sets of sumo and really focus on that. That form of positioning.
1: Got it. You know, I i wish I you know, I feel like I would be able to pull like a monster if I could do because I think I'm so long. Mm-hmm. My long. Yeah. I feel like sumo would be so to my benefit, but it doesn't feel right in my hips. Well, I'm like yeah. a
2: toddler doing that. You know, oh, I feel man. like I got so much, you know, to teach my body to be able That's to. That's how that. I feel. I just get Just go it. light and practice, dude. Just yeah. practice your range I of motion. Have, range. I
1: have. And it, you know, is it's been, I've kind of, you know, I've gotten away from it for a while now just because I feel like, man, it's just. It does not feel natural for me. My hips don't feel right when I do it. Not when I when I do a regular conventional deadlift. And, and that's why even like when you kind of tweak my stance a little bit and then I went back to yeah. where I was, you know, it's it's kind of like how I used to teach. I know it's obviously explaining a super complicated exercise to a super basic one by, by saying this. But, you know, I used to tell clients when you walk up to do a bicep curl you know, everybody would be like, why grip, in-grip, where am I at? It's just like, well, walk right up to the bar, and what feels natural and comfortable for you is where I want you to grab the bar, you know, instead of getting all crazy with the hand positioning and everything like that, is like it should be someone that feels natural and comfortable for you. That's where you're going to perform the movement the best and what feels the most natural. And it just doesn't feel natural for me to do a sumo squat. Mm-hmm. It feels... Way, way, way unconventional. It, for
0: sure. You said in your hips, it has nothing to do with tightness. Is it the joint?
1: No, you know, and I, I don't know if I can. I've been able to pinpoint it yet. You know, because I, it's not like I can't do the movement. It just does not. I don't feel like I can really generate the same kind of power that I can uh, with a. a yeah, rate.
0: you're 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 gonna you're gonna be one or the other. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's what I, I feel like. I've already decided. Okay, I, that's what I'm conventional. I'm not going to be a sumo guy. I would. I wanted to be a sumo guy because I feel like to me. There's an advantage to that. It's a, it's a lot from lo- a biomechanics standpoint.
0: The sumo deadlift should always be tr- right c- conventional, but it doesn't work that way. I can conventional pull way more than sumo. You know who likes the sumo deadlift typically and does well doing them? Women and uh, people who tend to be shorter. Now yeah. this isn't always true. And Lane Norton. There's a lot of tall people and yeah. stuff like. But I've noticed that women do really well with sumo and that uh, uh, shorter people tend to do well with sumo. Mm. But again, it's not always true because it's like the gait
2: and like yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: or... know why I'm I, I, well, now, women definitely have different hips than men yeah. do so that's definitely got to feed into it. Well,
1: it would make sense because I I, I would have thought that Sumo would have been something better for me, but it does not at all. It doesn't feel even close to natural to me. It feels way way far And I have buddies that are a lot shorter than me and they that's how they like they like sumo. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's such a small amount of distance. You got if you're a little guy, if you're like five five and you sumo, oh, like and you're you three up. inches off the ground. Well, fuck, I could lift an extra two hundred pounds if I was only going three it inches. It feels like that, right? It should <laughs> be that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not always true. I wish it was like that way. Yeah. I just offended all the five five guys. <laughs> hey, man, don't make fun of us. Oh, just, just salt, just uh, throwing salt yeah. on the. <laughs> <way>. Johnny
2: <laughs> Fit Twenty Four is mentioning that after the movie Creed came out. He's been seeing elevation masks.
1: Might I add, I wasn't a really big fan of that movie. What?
2: Yeah, I know you. you know were, what's funny? I, I liked it. Oh, no. Again, I was the guy again, that again. It. here we go.
0: <laughs> Rocky Debate
2: Part 2. No, no. I
0: was the one that didn't want to watch it. Oh, I told you I was going to watch it, but I don't think it would have liked it. And I it. really wanted
1: to watch it. You didn't and like it? That's why, though. It's exactly why. I went in very excited to watch it because I had this. expectations. So you got to lower your expectations. Dude. I yeah, yeah, and you went in like, nah, I don't think it's going to be very good, and you really liked it. The problem I had with the damn thing was I just felt like it was... Uh, um, I, the other Rocky, every, every Rocky, literally all the other ones, you cannot wait for that final fight. Like they build up both characters so much. You cannot wait to see, and you know, Rocky's going to come back from something crazy and almost lose, but that's, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's He'll just, his face you hate his, you hate his competitor so much that you can't wait. They, 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 they built uh, the story around Creed so much trying to build his character. Bro, that they spent no time building the 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 antagonist. He the antagonist was totally No, it wasn't about that. It, it wasn't was about the fight. You know it was so
2: funny cuz we talked about stars like you love Rocky as much as I love Star Wars. <laughs> I think so. Because here's the thing, you're justifying You're talking it's, to me? It's carbon copy every movie's a carbon copy of no, a carbon no, 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 copy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say Hold the same is is not Hold true with Star Wars. I'm going to
0: say this right now, yeah. in terms of plot, in terms of Star Wars kicks the crap out of all the Rockies except for the first two. The first two are fucking brilliant. Okay, <laughs> oh, I loved them. The rest of it, the rest too. of it don't, is entertaining. wrong; it's entertaining, yeah. but it's not. The yeah. first two were fucking brilliant.
2: I loved four though. Okay, I, okay. bottom line. I wait, 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 wait. So I still love four. I,
1: I know Ju- Justin's being very nice right now because oh my God. for you to even this is gonna ruin our friendship. For you to even <laughs> compare. A movie like Rocky to fucking Star Wars. You should be slapped Uh, once again because they're not even they're not even in the same. They're not even want to go there. They're not even the same universe. There's they're they're light years away. They're so far. They're different. They're
0: they're both iconic movies. They both uh, influence generations of people. But Star Wars is a marketing phenom. The
1: the uh, the creativity of of Star Wars alone just just destroys that of of Rocky. Rocky's a story. It's a great story. It's a hmm. great story. But it, it's an underdog story, which we all know. Everybody loves an underdog story, and it's an awesome, awesomely told, great underdog story. But it's a it's like a story. It's Star Wars <laughs> is like is futuristic, and there's so much more creativity and thinking, uh. and like. Subliminal shit that's going on, I like know. it's just so, well, so the, different, bro. I think you we can't should compare those. I think two what movies. we should do is we should answer, their answer own the, religion.
2: we should
0: answer the elevation mask question because <laughs> no, no. otherwise i feel like going
2: in a weird direction after that yeah, yeah.
0: i'm starting to get i can feel myself yeah. get a little heated
2: look at look at his little his, angry uh, his veins, <laughs> his <laughs> veins <laughs> were saying everything so, to me so, so. Yeah. okay so uh, listen one day
0: one day when sylvester stallone listens to fucking my, <laughs> mind pump you'd be like i had you and back he, and he invites He's me like, to dinner uh, and, uh, and uh, says don't bring don't bring your asshole friend well, you know, you're know, re- gonna be upset the reason why
1: <laughs> the reason why uh unfortunately you lose and i win in this argument is that you and justin are both biased in this situation I mean, Justin is this diehard Star Wars fan. I can't really contribute. I absolutely love Rocky and I absolutely love Star Wars. I think they're both great movies. I just I I look at them as totally different, which obviously that's obvious. But I mean, the the level of everything from acting to creativity to uh, which
0: movie influenced you more. As a
1: trainer, oh Rocky! As a pr- Rocky, okay, I win. Ro- I mean, <laughs> elevation max <mass. It's> like, <laughs> <No, laughs> Rocky, I probably I mean, Star Wars. I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, I'm I'm more intrigued with Star Wars. What's going on right now? And because when they when they came out with the the, the previous three, I thought it was they were so shitty that yeah. I, I I was like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm, even care about it mm-hmm. anymore. So, uh, I I'm I love Rockies. I've watched Rockies way more times than I've watched. Watch Star Wars. I don't
0: know. It sounds like I might have won this. Thing. But I also
1: have watched a lot of other movies more than I've watched Lord of the Rings and movies like those are to me, those films are those are, I don't know, a little bit deeper than than Rocky. Yeah. I feel like I could have wrote Rocky. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, dude. god! Damn, that was a low blow. Come you know. on, dude's broke. He's in a home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. struggling with his, his. He's in love with his girl. Like they're like he goes and he's fighting in underground for a while. He gets dude. his ass kicked all the time, but he always comes back. He works real. Hard. I mean, come on, bro. I, re- I, can, I refuse to answer. I could write, dude, I could write I could that to story. answer to your pokes. <laughs> I, I refuse. <laughs> let's all right. Let's answer
0: the fitness question. Now, let's answer the fitness question on elevation. Elevations. Yes. Yeah. Uh they're I Haven't we they both about great music. Yeah, haven't exactly. we talked about elevation mask before? We have, right?
1: Um yeah, but we should talk about it again because I think uh I just had somebody recently ask me about this too. I, Everybody we, riding the Bane train. We do have 220 something episodes now or yeah. 30 All or whatever right. with that. We got a lot, dude.
0: Elevation so. mask does not in any way uh simulate training and uh, an elevation. Okay.
1: But yeah. but huge butt here. It does make you look really cool. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah, really, really Darth yeah. Vadery. Yeah, tough. I Ooh. want one.
0: I want one that's got whiskers on Ridiculous. the side of it, so I look like a little lion. Because I, I feel I'm like when party. I'm busting my ass in the
1: gym, and I see one of these guys next to me, and he's, we're both like getting after it, right? He's bicep curling, I'm bicep curling. And he's got his elevation mask on, and I'm thinking, like, I'm struggling over here, and I'm getting to use all the oxygen here. That motherfucker is actually depriving himself of 80% of the oxygen out there. He is busting ass. He's a badass. Yeah. That's about all I feel about it. Yeah,
0: sometimes I want to wear an elevation mask after Adam or Justin eat a lot of Mexican food, but that's totally different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it he, doesn't really filter it. It doesn't, that's but, but it lets a little
0: bit in at a time, which well, is tolerable. Here's true. what. Here's the deal. Poop when you When you're trained at actual elevation... Your body adapts to, the, to less oxygen by producing more red blood cells, which then gives you more endurance when you go back to regular elevation. Okay? That's that's real elevation training. An elevation mask, all it does is it, re- it limits the amount of air you can
2: breathe. Can't they just call it a restrictive breathing mask?
0: That's all it does. Yeah. So it's not going to stimulate any of that other shit. You might get some stuff that might show up on a, a laboratory test that you might see some changes, but
2: we're splitting hairs here. Um, you could save money and get a snorkel. Uh, totally, <laughs> really or you could. could hold
0: your breath or you could breathe differently when you train or you can make yourself hyperventilate. It's just, it's a fucking waste of time and it makes you look stupid. Yeah. Um, it it might help you if you're training to be able to work out in an elevation mask. So like if you want to be able to work out in an elevation mask, you should probably practice with one
1: <laughs> or stupid. It's, I mean,
0: that's pretty much it. Well, you know, no, a lot we, of these things are like, we
1: talked, we talked about scenarios where I could Kinda see where someone could do this, and that's like you know MMA fighters because there's times where guys are covering their mouth. Yeah, when you're smothered. Or yeah, whatever. they're smothered and they're having to fight and do stuff like that. So teaching them to train with restricted oxygen like that and not get freaked out because. Typically, if uh, you didn't know you had a mask on like that and all of a sudden you could that's all the oxygen you could breathe in, you would freak out, right? right? That's that's just the body's natural response. So by doing that, all you're really doing is conditioning yourself to that feeling, is getting used to what it feels like to be breathing through a straw. So the only way I ever see that beneficial is if you do some sort of underwater fucking sport or you do something uh, where you could get your mouth covered like MMA or something. Yeah.
2: Well, MMA can get away with anything.
1: In my opinion. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah.
2: They can wear a fucking tutu and I'm not gonna say shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pretty much. I'm like that
2: must work.
1: And and, that, and 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 honestly, uh, yeah, unless you have the cauliflower to mash uh match the mask, I don't think you should probably be wearing one. That's my opinion.
0: No, I'd say yeah, leave the elevation mask at home. It's you probably better much better ways you can invest your money.
1: Or wear it, and I'll talk about you on the radio show next time I come in mm-hmm. on here. ID works, foam rolling, magic or myth? Oh, you know roll. this is um, this is cool, and this is actually it's funny we're we're bringing this one up because I just recently uh, well
0: we what do we used to call it oh well, by the way we need to apologize then. well yes, let me, so that's where I'm about to, what I'm about to say so this okay. just
1: recently happened I just announced this in my classes I said hey I have. Um, I always, I tell people that I I love, and we all have said this before, I love to have my pattern or my paradigm, <laughs> my paradigm. Pat-a-dime. There we go. making it up I words. I like Yeah. <laughs> I love to have, to have I'm my use that. paradigm shattered. I just got patented. And this is something that, you know, I've been touting for at least 10 plus years in my career uh, as a fitness trainer is the importance of uh, foam rolling for self myofascial release. And uh, and I've and I've stood by that and preached and preached and preached and preached. We've all said that.
0: Yeah. And the, and really, foam rolling is awesome. It's the self-myofascial release that we were pro- definitely probably wrong.
1: Well, we at. are. We yeah. were. We were. And because it's... We're and finding- this is...
0: We just learned this. Yeah, yeah. This is new. By this, the way. Yeah, this yeah. is new kind of
1: s- cutting-edge
0: science and stuff that's coming out. Yeah, because and- if you go back some episodes, I guarantee we referred yeah. to it as myofascial release. Yeah. We are... Uh, again, we pride ourselves on being totally always you know being willing to change and modify the, our thinking based on the new latest science and myofascial release is not what it's doing to nope. to release your fascia would require a force that you ain't going to do with a uh, a foam roller or even with the tools Well that not even therapist. it's
1: not even the it's not even the force it's actually what it takes to actually re- completely release the fascia you yeah, would have, you have to, to move the skin very the far la- apart the layers uh, a, apart from each other, yeah. or it would still remain attached. Now, doing a deep, deep tissue massage or a foam rolling may uh kind of uh, break it out a little bit or spread it, pancake it, I guess you would say. Almost like if you had like it, a, it
2: just adds compression there. Yeah,
1: think of it like you had a piece of gum, right? Think of a piece of gum, and I have it, I have it between my my two hands, and it's rolled up in a ball, right? It's a big piece of gum, and I, I got my hands on it, and if if we do mile myofascial release, all we really do is press that gum down. And it gums still sticking in between right. my two hands. Pancaked it. Yeah, yeah the only way I'm going to separate the gum from my two layers is to completely move, you know, uh, one one direct my skin and layer your, yourself my or your uh, your fascia one direction, and then your and your skin and layers the opposite direction for it to actually break and release like that. And you can't possibly do that we can only you know and the, one of the uh study justice at this over was really cool they were showing just yeah. how far we can actually only do that And you can kind of put your hand on the top of the uh, your forearm and kind of slide your skin back and forth and that's about all the play we have and that's not enough to actually separate that and and to to break up the uh the um the, right. ad, yeah the adhesions right.
2: so but it regardless though like and we all were kind of talking about this too like is it irrelevant no no, uh, You not. know, foam rolling is not irrelevant. You know, foam rolling does have its benefits. Um, the key word there let Sal mention was the myofascial release. Yeah, and so that's really where our paradigm was
1: sort of shattered with that. Well, because that's what we—I mean, I used to not even say foam rolling. I used to say, "Self, make sure you do yourself myofascial release before." I mean, right. I even used to say it like that. Right? Yeah. No,
0: I think you. And to be to be totally honest, I, we we might have mentioned this before, but deep tissue massage and foam rolling, and you know, those category of things. Um. Nobody's. We. Nobody really ever knows how they work. We still don't know how they work. We don't. <clears throat> the only. I mean, you would have to dis- You'd have to take a muscle out, but somehow keep it alive, and then witness what's happening to it with with, with extreme pressure. A lot of it is guessing. A lot of it's theory. <clears throat> um. One of the theories, uh, with how foam rolling, because foam rolling for sure, if you test it from a perception basis, if you take people and have them foam roll, they will for sure notice pain relief. They'll notice my knees don't yeah. hurt as much, my hips don't hurt as much. But why is that happening? There's a lot of different theories. One of them they call uh, DNI, uh, DNIC, uh, to pronounce, I'm looking at it right now, it's a big word, diffuse noxious inhibitory controls. So this is a... From a neurological perspective? Th- right, this is a pain modulary pathway in which, uh, in other words, pain inhibits pain. So you're causing yeah. pain, and so that sends a signal to your brain to inhibit pain. And so that's part of the theory. Ah. However, I don't buy fully into that because I also notice greater range of motion, I notice better mobility, I notice my form but isn't changes. is not
2: just the direction of, of the, the inhibitor right yeah. there cuz it inhibits
1: the pain so right. I, now I feel like I have better so range of motion. It's like an it, active it process, could, that it activates. Could, it could be, but um but
0: I don't know. I could take an ibuprofen and I won't get the same effect. I think there's other
1: factors I, that are. I don't know. Well, ibuprofen do not strong. Maybe something stronger, like a Vicodin or something else like that. I mean, if you've ever taken something that is that strong of a drug, a like relaxer, also- yeah. yeah, it relaxes, it, and all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you have range of motion. But it really, it has to do with the, the pain tolerance and feeling. That I, right. I mean,
0: it could be, uh, but uh, you know, having worked very, very close, and I'm using the example, uh, the you know, I'm using my experience with. Working with massage therapists because massage therapists are the experts of this hmm. of what we're talking about, and it's not just you know immediate pain relief. It's uh, long term changes in the way a body moves. Maybe it inhibits pain long enough to change muscle recruitment patterns. Maybe it's you know changing the fluid of of the tissue because you're squeezing it out. Maybe it's a type of stretching
2: that's yeah. different than, well, was than say, elasticity. What, what about the neuromuscular stretch, right, where you get that tension? And uh, then once you release, you, you obtain immediate uh, range of motion gain. Yeah, response uh, from the Golgi. You know, it's just exactly. So you're, you're, you're bypassing that Golgi tendon response. Uh, can, can you, in a sense, bypass that same response by just adding, like, compression?
0: Perhaps. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. We don't know. But I will vouch for yeah. correctional massage and foam rolling all day long. And my money, my money is on that it's more than just an in- inhibitory pain Oh, response. I mean I, I, think, I think there's more that's happening And we, and we
1: this is what we I talked agree. about was I mean I I am um, uh I noticed a huge difference uh, when I introduced huge foam roll. I mean, in, huge difference. It was right. It's it went, hard to deny that. Yeah, it went from something. That's that, why I don't think it's just pain inhibitor. Yeah, because but, it's, I mean, it's such it, a big difference. But it could be. I mean, to me, it could be a lot of different things. It could also. Uh, what about just increasing blood flow into that area too? I mean, that's what it, I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, changes. Yeah. All you got that you got you got increased blood flow and oxygen now going in that direction. Plus it, the the pain inhibitor. The combination of all that, I could definitely see causing that much relief. But I I know for a fact that doing it has done some, some good in my body that has made me feel like now I can perform this sport or I can now perform this exercise I feel too.
2: It's a tool. Like I've just personally doing more mobility drills and more, uh, you know, flow patterns and such like I've been able to like avoid a lot of pains and joint issues that I've had previously the same exact sort of way that I've been doing it by addressing it with the foam
1: roll so i've been i was saving this but this is what this is i have not foam rolled now and since we've been we were talking about this and since we started getting into stick mobility and everything like that yeah i've cut foam rolling out completely Oh, wow. And, yep. I, and my, my warm-up is a That's dynamic. It's a dynamic warm-up. It's pure warm-up. Yeah, all That's dynamic. That's exactly what I've been it's, doing. All, it's a dynamic warm-up, and I spend the same time that I... Remember, I used to tell you... guys. I mean, just, what, 100 episodes, I'd tell you that I'd spend 20, 30 minutes. I had to foam roll before I end, and all this deep stretching and show you that. Yep. I don't do any of that. I do all dynamic. All dynamic. And what are you noticing? Oh, I feel the same. Welcome to my I don't world. Feel, now, I, now, I don't, now, I won't say... That I feel extremely better, or I can't say that I feel similar. Way, si- yeah, I, similar. I don't know I feel as good, or, as good or better. But it's you're to say better, it's comparable. Yeah, com- exactly.
0: Well, I will. I'll venture to say this: uh, if in fact what you're saying is accurate, and, and those type of warm ups with the mobility and the dynamic stuff is as effective in terms of increasing mobility and pliability and all that stuff, uh, then it's also then it's actually better because you are now also adding skill. Uh, uh-huh. To your training You're not just laying on the floor yeah, Rolling on the ball
2: patterns Your brain is gonna then You it's, know imprint
0: So if it's the same In terms of pain relief And giving me mobility It's actually better Because it's a skill That you're doing You're actually moving And doing things oh. Rather That's, than just I have, not I,
1: have not I literally have not Foam rolled For a long time now That's I don't true. know It's strange It's almost
0: For me It's almost It's not But it's almost In the same categories Like chiropractic Like chiropractic They still don't really ex- Can't explain how it works But oh. a lot of us Have had injuries had a chiropractor put something what they would say in alignment and then boom, I'm much better. It's similar in that in the respect that we don't know quite how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, how those things work. I mean, right. are they are your bones really not aligned and they have to pop them and straighten them out? Or, you know, you know, we, we know that the popping sounds come from the release of gas between two joints. That doesn't necessarily mean things are actually happening. So I don't know. It's an interest it's interesting. It's all very interesting to me. Well, but I, but I- anecdotally ugh, Everybody, any anybody who I've ever had foam roll gets benefit from it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? I mean, no, right. no doubt. I think one thing that we all can agree on is that it's still a very much so beneficial tool. You know, uh, the thing that I am fascinated with right now, and that's why I've been on this mission to not foam roll after being somebody who was like literally uh, preaching it, which is why I felt the need to talk about this, that. Hey, I've been saying this is self fascia release for so long, and in my head, that's what I thought I was doing. And anytime like that, I get shattered like that. That I want to, then I want to, then I actually want to apply it. Let me see what. Okay, if it's not all it's cracked up to be, and there is possibly a better way for me to keep range of motion and flexibility, then let me search for it. And it, and then you know that's where when we were getting into the stick mobility, I started like, wait a second, maybe you know, have I really disciplined myself to do great dynamic war- warm ups? You know The same way that I've disciplined myself with foam rolling to give it even right. a chance to compare, and I have now. And now, I mean, I don't know. I wish I remember exactly. I could look back. I know on my phone I could check uh, how long it's been, but, I mean, I can't remember the last time I grabbed a foam roll in a long time. And I'm, I'm squatting and deading more, which, uh, for me, that was like a, a half to before mm-hmm. uh, than I ever was, so –
0: Well, that being said, there is a a more uh, effective way of foam rolling and a less effective way of foam rolling. Yeah.
1: Before we sign off, I want people to notice. Oh, no, that's
0: good. When you're rolling, when you're foam rolling, the wrong way to do it is to roll back and forth Mm -hmm. on the muscle. The right way to do it is to roll slowly until you find a – a point that where there's a lot of pain and that then depend, point, and then just yeah. sit on it for like 15 seconds and then move on that to actually, the 20 should, actually
1: at least 20 to 30. I know. Minutes. So
2: this is another thing like that might change as far as the time length of, you right. know, in terms of that, but that's to be said still. Uh But yeah, the, the, the standard, like you says, like, yeah, it's like the 15 to 20 second hold on these trigger points
0: instead of just going over back and forth. Right, right, so. right, right. All right. Perfect. Well, uh thanks for listening to mind pump. Please subscribe to our awesome show. And leave us a five-star rating and review. See ya.
2: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.